This week, Helen chats with Alex Elias. Alex is a strength coach at Western. Let me ask you, what are you really good at? How can you build on that skill? I mean, I've always felt pretty good about my ability to chat with others, but is that really something I can focus on? Turns out it's a strength. Alex comes from a science background, but has always gravitated towards supporting others. Learn why having the right people around you can make a world of difference and why failing is actually a good thing. Hello and welcome to Learn to Lead, the podcast, where we talk to leaders about how they lead, what they've learned, and what they recommend for our journeys towards becoming better leaders. Today, we're joined by Alex Elias, who is the Strengths Program Coordinator for Student Experience at Western University. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm, I'm really excited to be on a podcast and be talking all things <laughs> leadership because... Uh, this is something we don't do enough for students, I think. I agree. And we're really excited to have you. Um, so why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about yourself, your education and experiences and how you came to your current position? Mm-hmm. So my current position, which is Strengths Program Coordinator, is, is like a brand new kind of wacky title. But basically, I get to help students discover their strengths and their natural talents and help them apply it a little bit more often to be a little bit more awesome. That's kind of how I like to frame mm-hmm. it. So of course, naturally to get into that position, you have to have a master's of physiology and pharmacology. That makes sense, but no, I'm joking. But uh, I, so I actually come from a science background and um, my undergrad was in medical sciences at Western and I continue to do my graduate work at Western as well and in phys farm. And, um, all along the way, I found a lot of opportunities to give back to students, whether it was an undergrad, I started teaching some kind of prep courses for, for people who wanted to get into medical school. Uh, I started tutoring physiology to uh, undergraduate students who were in years like under me. And in graduate school, I think my favorite moments were always when I was TA or tutoring or getting to kind of give back from an educational lens. So mm. all along that way, even though I was practicing science, I really just fell in love with the education side of things. And so when there was an opportunity to come to Western to help to um, st- help students figure out the best ways they can learn and, and now apply their strengths at, on campus, that was something that was super attractive to me. And uh, I've been loving my role ever since I've been here. That's great. And did you find that transition hard at all to switch from science to education? I think a lot of students make a change like that and they wonder, is this good enough? Is this going to be a legitimate future? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, it's, it was hard until you take the first step, I think. It was hard until my very first day in the, stu- the world of student affairs and, and working in student experience because um, you really don't know what, there's a lot of uncertainty around leaving science and in science, we kind of have very direct tracks in terms of like, you're going to be in academia or you're going to be doing research. You're going to be teaching or medical school or an industry. And, and if it's not one of those things, it's certainly scary. I think the most important thing is to remember that you bring an immense amount of knowledge and skills and tools that can be applied in a new situation, in a new role, in a new career. And if you hang on to those, um, then you're gonna be okay wherever you end up. Yeah. Um, 
And what has leadership looked like for you over your career journey? What, what has it meant to you to be a leader? Mm -hmm. So mostly as an educator, I would say is where leadership felt um, the most to me. Um, like I said, doing my TA and being a tutor and I moved to Italy for a year and taught and oh, wow. teaching in English to a lot of Italian students and helping them prepare for their SATs and things like that. Um, <laughs> but, but really like leadership now I'm cheating. I actually wrote this down. So I'm not just making this up off the top of my head because I um, was thinking about this last night a bit, but I think leadership to me is being a leader is understanding your role in any given situation. So maybe it's you being an independent learner studying for a course. Leadership can look a certain way um, to that, taking leadership or agency over your own learning, um, working in a group project. Being a leader doesn't necessarily mean being the loudest one or the most active one. It could be the one that holds the team together or that picks up the tasks that maybe some of the other members aren't strongest at, even if you're not the, the biggest voice in the room. Sometimes being a leader is stepping up and saying uncomfortable things uh, when the situation needs it, when no one else is kind of willing to speak those words. So to me, being a leader is really understanding where you fit in, where you can use your talents and your strengths in any particular situation you find yourself in. And do you have any times that are sort of at the forefront of your mind where you look back and you see either it was very clear for you what your role was and how you took that on, or maybe one where you had absolutely no idea and had to figure it out? Um, that's a great question. I think, <laughs> I think certainly where I see myself in as a leader is turning ideas into actions and getting the ball moving on things. So sometimes people are stuck or maybe we've done the same thing in education. You see like, it's very easy for educators to just like refresh the slides for next year and next semester. And like, let's um, just like mess around with the, the dates, but we're not really gonna change anything impactful in our, in our syllabus. And um, we're in the way we give presentations or workshops and something that I think I pride myself in and kind of lead the way in is always searching for like new and innovative ways to do things and not being afraid to, to fail. So when I, I give a lot of workshops, I give about like 50 to 60 workshops each year and no two are ever the same. And I always try and get lots of feedback and I try and adjust and I try things. And I think to me, my leadership shines through because I'm not, we're, I'm not um, afraid of, of failing or doing something that doesn't work out well. It just means that I tried it and next time it's gonna be even better for the next group of students or, or staff that I work with. So. Um, those are the kind of things that pop into my mind when I think about times where uh, it was good and, and times where it was bad or certainly when I, when I dominate conversations or dominate ideas, when I push for change too often or too much, because it's important, Helen, that, that the team evolves together. You can't have one person way out ahead of everyone else and, and the rest of your team behind. Um, that's not going to lead to a very uh, successful dynamic. So um, right. we need to then make you don't sure have that a team. then you just have a leader on their own. You don't have a team, you have a lone wolf, right? And, yeah. and that's what I think separates some poor leaders or poor managers or poor professors is that they, they get on their own path or their own track, but they forget that they're serving their team or their students or the other, you know, the group of leaders that are in the room with them. So uh, it's important to consider who's in the room with you for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and for you, what do you think would be some of your strengths as a leader or what is your leadership style? 
Mm-hmm. Um, this mm-hmm. is great because your whole role is based on strengths. So tell us about your strengths. That's right. So I get to cheat a little bit because I <laughs> am, uh, I work at Western. We work with a tool called Clifton Strengths. Um, so you can discover, you know, your top five out of possible 34 strengths and they fit into like four leadership domains. So I get to give a lot of presentations on, on leadership and, and specifically my strengths definitely align with this idea, they fit into two categories, influencing. So this idea of getting people excited, using energy and action and charisma to kind of get people on board with an idea or push us to kind of like, let's go do that idea. Um, But also uh, I have quite a few of my top strengths in the strategic thinking uh, domain, which really means that I'm good at coming up with alternative ways to to do things. And um, that allows me sometimes to be really innovative or brainstorm. I'm pretty, I like to brainstorm. Um, So I love working with other staff, other students. They come to me with like, Alex, here's a problem I have, or here's something that's going on. Let's think about like new or different ways to solve this problem. So I think that's something that I definitely bring to the team. That's something I bring when I work one-on-one with students as a strengths coach is we look at their strengths, we lay them out on the table, and then we say, okay, how can we use this combination of strengths to tackle your current challenges you're facing? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like for you in terms of leadership style? Is there a, a certain form of leadership that you tend to take on? Yeah, I would say... Um, I would say the style usually means that I can kind of give off a lot of energy and get people excited. My leadership style would be like when Alex is in a room or in a meeting, like he's certainly letting his voice be heard and speaking up and and thinking outside the box. Um, So, you know, in front of a group of people, I'm pretty comfortable. And certainly I'm okay speaking up or taking the lead if our team needs someone to kind of speak on their behalf. Um, so that's kind of the natural kind of style that I kind of fit into, uh, as a, as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are some of the most impactful lessons that you've learned about leadership over the years and maybe what, what taught you those lessons? Yeah. So, so Helen, I think this goes off of the idea of that like lone wolf or like getting way ahead of the rest of the people that you're supposed to be serving or be working with. Um, so I think the most impactful lesson that I could tell anyone, but I think for students in particular, and you know, you being from the business background, there's a lot of tendons, and certainly it was true in the medical science background as well, and those competitive programs that you can't do it all on your own. And sometimes we think that we alone have to like be in charge of every aspect of our education and every aspect of our career. And that if we put in 210%, then we're going to get that back. And Instead, I would encourage people to think about how much value there is by having the right people around you. Um, a lot of the research into like strengths and leadership and development say that the most effective leaders have a best friend that they can rely on and, and be confident. Have a mentor or a mentee relationship with someone else in their university or in their, in their educational journey. So building the right people around you who understand you, who you can talk to honestly and authentically, um, and realizing that you can't do it all on your own, that, you know, there's so much to learn from the people around you and, and the, having the right people around you um, can lead to some pretty amazing results. Um, so that's definitely something that I think I've learned from both the positive and negative sides of my own leadership journey. And I would say that that's something that I also, when students get stuck, when staff get stuck, um, there's usually always one actionable step you can do, but I like to break it down in terms of 
Like, what can you do tomorrow to make some progress in this step? So let's say that you want to change your major or you want to start your own business. Well, what's one thing you can do tomorrow, even for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, that will help you build your own business? Because often we look at the end, right? I need to like do my case study. I need to write a 25 page paper. I need to start a business and start making money. So we think about what the end product is and that can be very overwhelming and exhausting and we don't know where to begin. But if we just think about like, what can I do tomorrow to make a little bit of progress? And if we keep that mindset up after a few more tomorrows, we're going to get to where we need to be. Yeah. If you're going to eat an elephant, you got to eat it bite by bite. Mm-hmm. Or what was it? One of my favorite quotes from Lincoln is he said, if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. So you can do lots of little things to make the end end task easier. Absolutely. Um, And school seems to go by so fast, right? Like a semester goes by so quickly and we feel like we need to cram in all these opportunities and fill up our CVs. And I think we just need to take a step back sometimes and say, what's something I can actually do tomorrow that may or may not show up on my CV, but it's going to shape who I am as a, as a leader in the future. Yeah. And the idea of small wins, if you set yourself those little goals and accomplish them, you get so much more confidence. Absolutely. Um, so on the flip side, what are some of the greatest challenges then that you faced as a leader? Mm-hmm. So I think as an, as an educator, someone in education and trying to, trying to lead one of the things you have to deal with is just the immense amount of different relationships that, that exist, um, both as a staff member, you have to manage relationships with other staff and, and senior leadership, um, but also you have to manage relationships with students and students the same, they have to manage relationships with their own, own friends, with maybe they have a mentorship or a leadership position themselves, so with other peers they're working with, with their professors or with other staff that they form relationships with. So understanding that there's lots of types of relationships and that you can get something from everyone if you if you take some time to listen and figure out, like I said at the beginning, kind of that role that you, that you play, that role in the relationship that will lead to you both getting the most out of it. So there's no one size fits all approach to, to school. There's no one size fits all approach to being a leader So we need to understand that by picking up bits and pieces here and applying it to our own kind of self and our own identity, that's really important. I used to think, I think early on when I taught classes for medical school or or tutored physiology, that there was kind of like one way to learn science. Mm -hmm. And I think I realized that by working with a lot of different types of students and by failing to tutor them, by not seeing their grades improve, by not seeing them understand concepts in the way I understood it, that was a really important challenge that I had to overcome to realize that we need to make sure that whatever you're learning about, whatever knowledge or, or insight you're picking up, it, you see it in your own life. Mm-hmm. You can't just assume, you can't just watch a five tip YouTube video and say, I'm going to do all five of those things. If you've never done a single one of them before, if they don't fit naturally into your typical habits or your typical life, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. And what role has failure played in that? Because some people will be set back and it becomes a dead end. So how have you allowed it to push you forward? Yeah, I love failing. Failing's uh, (laughs) failing's a very important part of my life. And um, I think think anyone will tell you, if you talk to anyone who's deemed, you know, successful by the modern terms, they'll, they'll start to identify important 
turning points of their life and they're all framed around failures or mistakes or lessons that they learned from not doing something right the first time. Um, so I think that same, the same rule in terms of um, how does this like leadership style or, or tools, how do they apply to myself? Um, I think it's also taking a step back and saying, okay, this grade, this test, this course, um, this year didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Why? And understanding why and starting to say, again, tomorrow, how could I make an invested change that's realistic for me to make it go 1% better tomorrow or 1% better next week? And so, so pushing through and saying, like detaching yourself from the outcome, the end goal of getting 85% or 90% in a course and saying, how can I be a better learner in this course tomorrow? What does that look like? Is it reaching out for help? Is it revisiting my course notes? Is it looking at my test with a, a mentor who, who did well in it and understanding where maybe my knowledge was lacking or my, my studying style was lacking? So I really think it's like reframing your failures as opportunities to get better. Right. Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be only afraid of not growing at all. <laughs> That's right. I'm definitely a subscri uh, subscriber to the slow growth academy, yeah. right? Um, it takes a whole lifetime to kind of learn who you are. And it will always, always change. Always. It will always be ever changing as you acquire more information, more knowledge, and more skills. So don't be afraid of that and embrace mm -hmm. it and, uh, and learn to Thank use goodness. it. Thank goodness. Otherwise, life would be boring. I, I certainly think so. <laughs> I certainly think so. Well, thank you so much for your time, Alex. Do you have any um, last words of advice or words of wisdom for students um, as they're looking to develop their leadership character? Yeah. Um, you know, Helen, like I think based on our conversation today, we talked about a lot of, of what leadership means and how we can like keep moving and things like that. But I think just I would want to leave students with this idea that there's a lot of things that have brought you to be successful to the, to the place you are today. So it's not just we need just like stumble or get lucky or fall into it. Sometimes we feel like that when we're faced with a challenge for the first time or like a big challenge, we feel like, oh, this is the first time I've ever had to try or had to change the way I do something. But if we actually like reflect on where, how we've gotten to where we are, what's made us successful in high school, in sports, in clubs, in group projects, in relationships with our family or professors or friends, if we reflect on like what is behind what made those successful, it starts to give us a framework in how we can map out how we can move forward. So if we understand what we did really well in those situations to be successful, we can continue to think about how can I use what went really well there to be really awesome tomorrow and really awesome the next day and face this challenge maybe from a new perspective of strength as opposed to just focusing on this is what's wrong. Hmm. Well, thank you so much. Um, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we've been encouraged and challenged and inspired and it's time for us to start reflecting and applying and looking for our strengths. Yeah, no, and I, I'm happy to do it. I, I hope that um, that people get an opportunity to know more about their strengths and um, keep a lookout for Clifton's campus because there'll be lots of opportunities to engage with them in the future. Sounds good. That's exciting. Um, mm -hmm. Well, good luck for the rest of your day and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Helen. It was, it was awesome.
All right, so hopefully we're all feeling excited about our ability to turn ideas into action. If you want to learn more about strengths, then check out the next Learn to Lead Summit in March of 2021. Visit our website, learntolead.uwo.ca for more information. Thank you to Alex Elias for your time.